0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. This is Isaiah 18, Yeshayahu chapter 18. This is Saul Weinreb, the host of your podcast. This chapter, 18, is often considered one of the most difficult chapters in the book of Isaiah to understand. The commentaries struggle to find the connection between this chapter and the preceding ones. They struggle to understand the meaning and message of these verses, and struggle to understand how this fits into the Masaot, the burdens, or the oracles, which Isaiah is directing towards the other nations. What I would like to suggest is that if we understand these chapters in the way that we have been explaining the preceding chapters in this podcast, then it becomes not only easy to comprehend but it has one of the most powerful, most profound, and most universal of all of Isaiah's prophecies. Let me explain. I'll start by reminding you that in our understanding these masaot, these burdens that Ishayahu, Isaiah is discussing in the preceding chapters and the ones following it, are all a follow-up to the charge that Yeshayahu said during the Song of Redemption which was elilotav, that we, meaning the people of Judah, need to bring the message of God among all of the nations. We must bring God's message to the nations around us. We then learned, and he turned to the burden of Babylon, which was to bring the message of appreciation of human dignity to the kingdom of Babylon that treated human beings with such disrespect. The, then we went to the burden of the Philistines, where we specifically mentioned to teach them how to treat the poor and the disadvantaged. We went on to the burden of Moab, which was to teach them to help and shelter the refugees from injustice. We went to the burden of Aram, Damascus, which was to learn to rely on God and not on one's own strength and one's own might. Now, Ishayahu turns to the rest of the world, as we shall see in the coming verses. Let's start with verse 1. Hoi Eretz <clears> Tzilotzal <throat> I'm sorry. Hoi Eretz Tzilotzal Kinofayim Asher me'ever l'nahare kush Whoa or Hoi, a calling out to the land Shaded by the wings, which is all the way out there beyond the rivers of the lands of Cush, which is usually translated as Ethiopia. The distant land which is past the rivers of Ethiopia. Cush was generally considered the furthest kingdom with which the people of Judah were familiar at the time. Recall the words in the book of Esther that the king of persia ruled mehodu viad kush all the way from hodu which is generally understood as india all the way to kush ethiopia which was like saying the four corners of the earth the distant kingdoms while the people of the time were clearly aware that there were lands beyond those known kingdoms beyond the kingdoms of ethiopia they wondered the people wondered how is it that this burden of ours the burden of bringing the message of god to the peoples of the world how could we be responsible to bring this message to such faraway lands that we are barely even aware of who lives there? We don't know them. We don't have contact with them. Isaiah just told us, rabim." Oh, whoa, there are so many great large nations. That's how he th- completed the last chapter when he was talking to the, 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 the people of the Northern Kingdom and the people of Aram. Aren't there so, so many multitudes of nations in the world, Isaiah said? So many that scream and make noise and look to themselves for power and pride instead of to God. And the message of God will be brought to all of them. So the natural next question with which they begin the next chapter is, the one that we're studying now, this chapter, if so, how are we to reach them? This is the progression of this chapter from the one preceding it. This is the burden, so to speak, of all the other nations with whom the people of Judah do not know much about and do not have much contact with. This might sound a little revolutionary, but listen to all of the verses and you'll see how beautiful this explains these verses. The Radak explains that the wings referred to here are actually the sails of the ships that sail long distances. Although he renders this verse as the land where they set sail in ships, right? I would like to suggest a different interpretation. This is the land in the shadows of the sails of ships. It's being called that because those are the lands that we reach by taking ships with sails that go in long to long distances. It is by the sails of ships that travel to such faraway places that we know of these countries, that we can visit these countries and these places. The land where only those ships can travel to. That's what it means. Hoy Eret Tiltzal Knafaim. Hoy, calling out, or woe, to the land that is out there shadowed by the ships and sails. Asher me'ever Kush, the land which is so far away that it's even more distant than the rivers of kush. Now there's rivers and there's ships with sails. And we're going to get back to that in a second in the next verse too. bayom tzirim gome'al pnei mayim. malachim The nation bayam The nation that sends, that can send, and should send messengers by sea to those distant lands. Those that send ships made of reeds into the waters. Ships of reeds were typically used to navigate rivers. The ships with sails are used to navigate the sea. Many of these faraway lands are reachable only by sea. And many are reachable by rivers into the depths of the continents. Go! Go, Isaiah says. Go, Malachim Kalim! You messengers, you light-footed messengers that can go carry out el gai to that nation mimushachu morat, which is full of chatter and gibberish, because they know not of God at all. El Amnora minhu vahala, to that amnorah, that wondrous nation or that fearsome nation, which is all the way that minhu over there vahala and even beyond there. It is a nation where they do also divide up lands and shred their land. Lands which the rivers have blocked off and kept those nations away from us. Go all the way there. Bring them those messages. The next verse, All of those of you who live in the world and inhabit the earth, all the people, every resident of of Earth needs to hear this message. Kiniso nezharim tiru. Like when a sign is lifted upon the top of a mountain, it can be seen in long distances, and far, far away. That's that's where this message needs to be brought. And like the call and blast of a shofar, which can be heard in far, far away places, this verse is very familiar to us from the liturgy of Rosh Hashanah of the of the Jewish New Year. We continue in verse four. Because Isaiah says, "This is what God is teaching to me." God now. I am stuck here, here in my temple, among the people of Judah that are small-minded. I'm only looking around here; I can only see in my living place. Of course, God can see everywhere, but the images of a God who's holed up in His temple, His message is not being brought to these faraway places. What are they looking at? They're looking at me as as the the heat or, or the rays of sun. Right, that come The rays of sun that come and bring heat to the, uh, to the sprouts of the ground to help them grow. But like an av tal, like a rain cloud, on a hot day, the image of a sun shower where the entire sky is filled with light, but there's just one cloud with rain, one cloud giving sustenance, small cloud in the middle. That's where I am in this temple. The whole world is around me, but I have just this one cloud in the middle. God says if this is how you treat me you keep me in here then before the harvest yet after the budding of Bosergo Mel right when the blossoms will harden into berries those extra branches, the people that are here getting benefit from me here, I'm going to prune. I'm going to cut them off because they're not bringing the message out. Right? And he will, in the end, God will destroy the people who did not carry His message to the ends of the earth. And God continues, "I am going to leave those people to the, to the hawks or." Or vultures of the mountains will the arets to be eaten by the animals of the land, the and the and the um the vultures will come upon them, and the animals will just reside there in the winter, a picture of desolation of Jerusalem. However, in that time, in the future time, in the time of the redemption, yuval tribute shall be brought to God of hosts, to God himself. From where? From Amin Bushach From that nation which was before full of gibberish and chatter and, and, and complete lack of knowledge of God. But they will be bringing Shy to God. They will be bringing gifts and tribute to God. And from that fearsome nation that's out there, Minhu Vaholo, which is all the way out there, that nation that I just described, the nation that lives out there, that also inhabits their land and treads the land, Asher Bazun Horimartzo, that the rivers blocked off their land, they will be bringing their presence. Those faraway nations, they will come and bring to the place where God's name is called, the mountain of Zion, those faraway nations will in the future get this message, and they will in the future bring tribute to God himself on the mountain of Zion. Thank you for listening to chapter 18. Looking forward to spending time and studying with you uh, chapter 19.